0: We thought it would be Will Smith, but it was Jafar who blew it. This oh, is, is spoilers plus some other stuff. <laughs> Hey, what is up, listeners? This is your, uh, well, tag team host, Pappy. We got Stevie on tonight's Two-man weave today. Well, we got a lot to talk about, though. Two-man weave, three movies, or two movies, I guess?
1: Yeah, two movies, and I'll sprinkle a quarter in at the end. Yep. So the the
0: title of this one is Aladdin. We'll talk about that first. Uh, spoiler. F- 2019 Aladdin. Yeah, spoiler-filled, but I mean, come on you shouldn't really need a spoil or about that and then uh what's the second movie we have it's a netflix original the perfection yeah we both watched that Ooh, pretty freaking crazy lots of questions there and then uh you also watched a dog's purpose so we might talk about that at the
1: end because i haven't seen that before but dude it's heartbreaking if you love puppers don't watch that movie I mean, especially, like, if you really do love puppies and dogs, you'll probably go buy a puppy the minute you're done watching it.
0: What if I have a cat, a giant cat who's the size of a dog? Nope, no cats.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, poor Chuck. She didn't hear that.
0: Well, all right, let's get let's get into the the title of this episode, Aladdin. Um... I saw this on Friday night. I did not fall asleep in the theater. I'm pretty proud of myself. Shocker. Yeah, I went at like 10 o'clock at night.
1: How comfortable are the seats in that theater that you go watch at? Uh,
0: so I, I mean, they're just the standard reclining boys, but like <laughs> I've, I've fallen asleep in two of the last three movies I've seen in those guys. <laughs> so I was like fighting it hard. Um, I don't know. I guess it was pretty not bad is what most people are saying. Is that kind of how you feel about it?
1: Pretty not bad is a great way of describing this movie because I had the lowest of the lowest expectations going to this movie, especially after the trailers they released. Yeah.
0: Let's play let's play a little bit of that trailer.
1: Bring me the lamp. Your life begins now. Aladdin, you really don't know who I am. Genie, wishes, lamp—none of that ringing a bell. Yeah, from the
0: look of the genie to, like, the acting, like... It looks so bland. I thought it would be a shit show.
1: I mean, and it really wasn't the case because I'll give the actor credit who played Aladdin. uh I hope i pronounced this right. Mena Masoud. Mena
0: Massoud. Yeah, probably.
1: Masoud. One, one of them. Um, he is a... Really talented actor, very charming
0: guy, very likable personality. Very charming.
1: Played a really good version of a Good
0: chemistry with the other characters, I thought for the most part. Uh, did a really good job.
1: And you know, uh, Naomi Scott who played Jasmine, great job. And also put it this way, Will Smith was a really good genie. Uh, he was a really look who he had to follow. Yeah.
0: Uh, he was less in, less impressions. You know, I feel like he was just more kind of mm-hmm. a wacky. Dude, as opposed to doing like specific impressions like Robin Williams did, but no, not not bad. Uh, hung in there with the singing. Was that that was him singing right? Like all of the the songs too. Yes. Uh, yep. What do you think about the change of like the beginning where they're on the boat?
1: Okay, so they're hard to compare because animated version Aladdin starts out so hilarious, especially when like the genie is like Robin Williams is messing with the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Of, like, knowing there's an audience there and, like, bringing the camera back as, you know, versus Will Smith on a boat with his family. Right. In the future.
0: Recalling the story with, like, I, I don't know if anybody watched Aladdin, the original Aladdin, uh, which is episode number 215 from us. You can go back and check out that Hell. podcast. But uh, I don't know if anybody watched the original Aladdin and was like, you know what the genie needs is a love interest. Like, that is. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so strange to Why me. was that there? I don't know I don't know. I, I could not tell you. I mean it it helps kind of give the genie more purpose, I guess. I can see how they would relate because she was like a servant and he's been a servant, so they kind of have that in common. Um but no, that didn't really add anything for the story.
1: No, and did you feel like this movie was kind of street like this movie was very like going through the motions.
0: Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there wasn't. I mean, that's the thing about these live action remakes. It's like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like the people clearly like when they announced. We we've talked about this before. Uh, but when they announced that they were gonna do Milan with no songs, I mean, everybody on the internet freaked out. And then Disney was like, "Jk, there will be songs."
1: No, no, we got of songs, bro. Don't worry. Of course there will be songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> An intern tweeted that. No, nope, yeah. no, nope, sorry. It's like people,
0: people <laughs> want something different, but they also want the exact same thing that they saw. So uh, there wasn't a lot of
1: changes made here. I feel like the yeah. beauty and the beast had a. Pretty fine balance of that, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of the same, a little different. Yeah, a
0: lot of those change, like a lot of reactionary changes to like. What did you think about the change on the Sultan? Uh, I, I don't understand the purpose of that. I
1: don't understand what the purpose of this was because
0: Daddy Sultan. Like, here I can keep
1: going back to the animated version, which this is nearly a shot-for-shot shot remake outside of Iago. I should get that to Ugh, in a couple. We'll, minutes. we'll talk about it, Iago. Um, but I don't understand why the Sultan had to play this serious like, overbearing father versus this chubby, charming, whimsical kind of, you know, oafish man. It makes,
0: you know, it, it, it undercuts, like, when Jafar is just, like, hypnotizing him. It makes more sense in the cartoon because the Sultan's kind of dumb and oafish, like you said. Or-
1: right, and he, he gets off it, you know what I mean? He's just like, oh, no, what are you doing? Sorry. Yeah. And he, he keeps going with his day, and this one, it's like... It was almost like he didn't need to be a character.
0: Yeah, they were just taking that whole part like way too seriously. And so they're like then there's no room for like a lot of the comedy. That we talked about my favorite joke is your mother wasn't so picky from the first Aladdin when he's talking to Jasmine like there's no room for those kind of jokes <laughs> when they have to be super serious. But we we met, we talked about Jafar a little bit too, dude. And he he was the mention in my spoiler like he he
1: is uh, terrible, right? What well, uh, what were they doing?
0: I don't like, understand.
1: You think the director would have pulled, uh, who played Jafar? Okay. Marwan Kanzari. I'm sure you're going to have a fine acting career. Uh, But good Lord, this was not it. It's like he speaks really
0: really effeminately, but also very seriously. There's no comedy at all. And there's like a, a sense of like earnestness to his performance, which. like, I get, like, you know, just going through the list, like, what would you rather have? Like, the funny, funnier Jafar or this Jafar? It's like not even close. Like, what's, why, why make him like this?
1: Also, like, Jafar was kind of an older dude, wasn't he? Well,
0: yeah. And that's why it was so weird. Like, that was part of the weirdness of him wanting to marry the princess, which going back to the cartoon and what we talked about a second ago, Iago, that was his idea to marry the princess. Um so but in this v- version of Aladdin Iago's totally nerfed like he doesn't doesn't say or do anything funny at all he he's more of a true
1: zero personality more of a
0: true parrot uh kind of a similar criticism might have for like Abu or even the rug to some extent like I th- I think their characters were way more defined in the cartoon but like uh Iago especially like 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 I'm going to go back to this. What would you rather have, like Gilbert Godfrey, Howard Stern legend, hilarious stand-up comedian, uh, uh, voicing the parrot with some great one-liners, or the CGI monster bird oh. that chases around the lad on a magic carpet? It's just like, God, it's so gross. It's so bad.
1: They really could have trimmed this movie by a solid half hour. What's
0: the runtime? It's it's two
1: two hours and I think without credits, like two hours and two minutes. Oh, that's
0: too long. That is too long for this kind of movie.
1: No, and I also thought, I mean, with these kind of movies coming out, you really have to hit all the right notes. We talked about this in Beauty and the Beast. That ballroom scene did not hit the notes at all. No, not at all. Like it. It didn't like hit those notes at all, and I felt that way in the Cave of Wonders. I felt like it was super underwhelming,
0: even from like the tiger get go. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty underwhelming. Um,
1: there was, I mean, you think if you're going to invest in like large set pieces or even like a lot of this movie is true CGI, you'd think you put a lot of time and effort into the Cave of Wonders because the animated style of that in the '90s was absolutely way ahead of its time. And you think, like, they could have just... It seemed dull to me. Oh,
0: dude, I, I had the exact same thought. It seemed
1: like, I, I called it in my notes, Pirates of the Caribbean 7. <laughs> it looked, That's what it looked like. It looked like a Pirates of the Caribbean cave.
0: It's on that kind of level. And I was... I, I That exact thought came to me as well. Not the Pirates part, but, like... When he's on, there's a similar shot to the stairway that's in the animated one, and in the Mm -hmm. stair, both both stairway sequences, him coming down and then him going back up to like initially grab the lamp, especially the one where he go, he's going back up to grab the lamp, are just it's so striking and it's so iconic, and like they they try to recreate that a little bit, and it just doesn't doesn't work. It's it's really kind of with
1: him and Abu going back and forth. It's like
0: yeah, it's like the B minus version of everything that's in the original film. Yeah, you know, i mean it's slightly worse but um, yeah i don't is there anything that you liked better is there anything that this is there any reason to see to see this movie
1: i just thought will smith i mean and i have heavy criticisms of will smith um i thought he played a very kind of charming and endearing genie i don't know i just thought it, he was hilarious i i was like I felt drawn more to this movie when he was on screen versus when he wasn't.
0: Yeah, and he had a huge bullseye on his back, too. I mean, from every like image that's been released as part of their promotion, it's like super heavily criticized the way that he looked specifically and, and like we talked about on the other one you know Robin Williams performance is so iconic like he had the hardest job and he got through it I think Guy Ritchie did a pretty good job I mean it's the colors look really cool and like uh,
1: especially during that friend like me sequence yeah that it was good great.
0: That, that was a really good sequence it didn't love the beatboxing
1: <laughs> but you no. know this is a big party.
0: How your friends, go! I'm the genie of the land. I can sing, rap, dance if you give me a chance. Oh! Don't sit there buggy-eyed. I'm here to answer all your midday prayers. Uh-huh. You got my now, be that certified. Got a genie for your charge of affairs. I got a powerful urge to help you out. So what you wish? I really want to know.
1: It kind of reminded me of, I don't know if they shot a lot of it on a soundstage, but it kind of reminded me of like a Broadway spectacle in that regard, where sure. you could see like a stage. Yeah. I like that. And all the stuff like the Especially in musicals, cool. I, yeah. I like seeing stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And what's the um, Prince Ali Song as he's coming into town, like I thought that looked great too.
1: Actually, yeah, Uh, Babwa. Yeah, (laughs) what what
0: actually kind of sucked a little bit is I I I saw this in uh 3D and the like the the sunglasses effect, the shading of the colors from the 3D glasses, kind of like dim it. Yeah, dimmed it a little bit and it didn't look as cool. Like I took them off a couple times and like it looked so much brighter and cooler without those glasses. So if you are going to see it, I would say don't go see it in 3D. But
1: uh, always go 2D.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give us like a soft, uh, soft no. I mean, it's it's not bad, like most people said, but like if the if the expectations wouldn't have been set so low, I, th- I think people would like this a lot less. And then just kind of moreover, it's like like really ask yourself, like, what's the point of these movies? Like, like all right, let me go through a, a couple things. Do you tell me if you prefer the animated version or the new version, the genie? Animated Aladdin. Animated, but it's close though. It's, it's,
1: it's close. Mina Masad does a fantastic job. Jasmine. Live action.
0: Uh, Jafar.
1: Oh, an- it's not even close. That's animated all day. The, they could have cut him in this film. I'd been happy. The Sultan. Animated. Andiago. Okay, obviously animated because Yago was even a character in this one. It was so frustrating.
0: Are there any songs? There's no songs that are better for sure. The the two new songs I thought weren't weren't great. Um, they give Jasmine more, more to do. Explore her feeling a little bit. She's made more of a proactive character, especially kind of in that like. What was
1: that song she was like hinting at throughout the movie that eventually bursted into it?
0: Uh, I have no idea. I I got a thing from my theater though. I, I can download the soundtrack for free because I went to the special fan event or whatever. So I got that going you went to for a special me. fan event. I not on purpose, but that's where I ended up. So. <laughs> it's me like me trying not to fall asleep in the special screening for fans (laughs) like just fighting off sleepiness but yeah soft no for me uh what what do you say
1: you know me i'm a big fan of music festivals and if you put that song over a cool beat in a remix (laughs) i'm telling you that song will get the people going i'll jump no doubt but um i'm gonna give this movie a soft yes I know I maybe had two or three margaritas throughout this movie, (laughs) and that probably helped me with the favoring of this movie. But there were two scenes I really enjoyed. Like, I was like, wow, that's funny. Is when Aladdin was presenting himself as Prince Ali Ababa, and he's doing the jams thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Will Smith was like, step away from the jams. (laughs) I was busting up laughing. And then the scene where he had to dance with Jasmine and Genie was controlling his every move.
0: That was pretty good too. Yeah,
1: that was cool. So a soft yes for me. Um, how many live-action Disney movies do we have now?
0: I mean, this is our second of three this year. Uh, did you ever see Dumbo?
1: Okay, no, I haven't seen Dumbo.
0: Not great. Uh, so no, what we, not gonna be reviewed so on we this have podcast.
1: Have Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast,
0: Maleficent, Cinderella.
1: Uh. Well, then we have uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh. Is that it?
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like the. Lion King's probably gonna be the best one this year, don't you think?
1: God, we're getting three of them?
0: Dude, I was thinking too, like, this could be. I don't think it will, but this could be a contender for an award, like, costumes. And then, like, Lion King could be a contender for, like, visual effects. Like, these fucking movies could snag like two below the line wins you know what Well, I mean? where
1: does lion king come in on that because isn't that technically animated
0: uh jungle book one uh for visual effects it was not nominated in animated. animated i don't know yeah i don't i don't know where the line is uh for something like jungle or for a lion king though where literally everything is is animated but i guess time will tell um Speaking of yeah,
1: soft yes though, I mean I still think my favorite out of the live action so far is Beauty and the Beast.
0: Okay. I respect that.
1: Yeah, that's that's just me though, but
0: I was gonna say speaking of speaking of the hands of time. Ooh uh, We got so we have spoilers for our second movie. Uh I'll let you you should drive the ship on this one since you're the one who told me to watch it. Uh but our Latin talk's done. We're now moving on to the perfection.
1: What is happening to me? <laughs> I'm burning up It's gonna be okay Oh, it's not Oh dude it's not Listen to me Something is wrong Something is wrong with me Lizzie I know That's why we need to get you help I'm dying I'm dying
0: (laughs) What's happening What's happening Oh my god What's happening
1: I don't know Oh my god What is it? I don't know! What the fuck? I'm It's
0: rough! Help me! Help me, Sarah! Help me! You know what you have to do?
1: What happens now? I'm gonna have to throw out some credit where credit is due. We follow Matt Neglia for next best picture, and I saw a tweet from him talking about this movie, and he literally said some long, long lines of this movie is effed up. What did I just watch? <laughs> and that is all I'd need to know for movies. And then I saw that Allison Williams was in it. From Girls, I love that show. Had to watch it. For those who also watch Girls, yes, I know, Marnie is the worst. But yeah, this don't. takes um, place in present day, and it's really about this, um, I guess you could say, cellist prodigy who um, had to take a long leave of absence from this boarding school because her mom was suffering from a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. And, and prescribed you know, it's acid
0: like, apparently, or something for for the cure. Oh
1: my goodness!
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. Sorry.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, once her mom finally passes, she calls her old, cello instructor, and was like, you know, hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I really like to see you. I'd like to you know get back in the orchestraic world, and she finds the girl that should have been her. Played by Logan Browning named Lizzie. Now, what city are they in, Pap? Are they in Shanghai? Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. They're in Shanghai. Uh, what's her name? The, the, the old cellist is from Minneapolis. Yeah. Shout out to my old stomping grounds. Charlotte's from, from Minnesota. But, but now they're in China now. And apparently there's also some kind of like, flu outbreak that's going on like you see that as Oh
1: yeah it was like this hunan outbreak I can't, yeah, yeah i think it was like su- from southern china and so you're not sure what kind of to think su-
0: yeah you're not sorry. you're not sure what to think about that as an audience you're like huh that's kind of weird but okay
1: also you're all you're really on uneven footing on who to root for in this movie yes. as well yep you know do you root for who you think is your main protagonist which is charlotte do you root for you know is she the villain D root for this new girl, uh, Lizzie. You really don't know what to think, and so they're there in Shanghai to kind of the boarding school is to recruit the next person at the school.
0: Who it seems that all of these—it's all little girls, 100% of these cellists. Yeah, you
1: get into this school, and you're like between 10 and 13 years old. All,
0: all, yeah, little girl children yeah and it's like really intense like the the dude who's running the show is like we're gonna have a tryout and the winner basically is good to have like this prestigious life and come live with us in the boarding house and like uh become one of the best cellist players in the world so it's like a super high pressure audition that they're just kind of like all chilling at yeah which during that audition do you remember what's going on with two of the parents
1: they're having an affair right
0: did they? But they would have like just met or something. But they're like, she's literally like grabbing his junk like while their daughters are playing. Grabbing
1: his junk in front of everyone. Two
0: different parents, and and, and Lizzie's like, this gets me so wet.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah, like, that's what? like the other thing was like <laughs> what? during this weird situation in chaos. Little girls playing. Parents are having an affair. Lizzie's like, hey, I don't know if you like girls or not, but I'm gonna say some really crazy stuff right now. And that's when we get to their music scene when Lizzie's, you know, asking the instructor, um, Anton, who's saying, you know, like, hey, can Lizzie, uh, can Charlotte play with me? You know, I kind of do this recital. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I know it's really intense, but when they're playing music over and they're also telling a story, weaving in and out.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah and uh and all the ch- the cello playing is is really cool like the music's awesome like what's what's the story that we're thinking out of is that like childhood stuff or, no 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 that's is, that, is it them partying is that this montage yeah
1: that's them like going to the club yeah making out eventually going having sex and scissoring
0: sure. <laughs> yeah and, and this this movie is, is is pretty graphic it's got the little s underneath the ma for sexual content uh <laughs> See <laughs> a lot of side boob action, but, but yeah, it's, it's them, they're partying in Shanghai. Lizzie's about to go on a three week vacation from the academy. So after, so like, I think at the end of the night or the next morning, I think it's at like the end of the night, actually, uh, after they had sex, she's like, come with me. Uh, so Charlotte and Lizzie are now lovers. And, and also, I think, uh, important to note is that, do you remember Lizzie asked Charlotte if she's ever had sex before? Do you remember what Charlotte says?
1: Uh, you're my first and best. Which, spoiler alert,
0: is not true.
1: Not the case, because the first throughout part. the first 20 minutes of this movie, they show these little note tattoos on the girls. Mm-hmm. Which, they make a point of it, you really don't know where that's coming from. And Little eighth note. Little eighth note. And you kind of... It's pretty gross, and you find out at the end what it's from. But, so... Lizzie's dream vacation in China apparently is to go out in the, in the hills in the middle of nowhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was strange to me too. It's like she's this international, she, she's a celebrity. Like she had this giant poster in Shanghai of her like ho- holding a cello, like in, in a private yeah. business square. So like she can go anywhere and she chooses to be on a bus where like literally if one thing goes wrong, they're all dead, which
1: this bus hasn't been scrubbed in decades.
0: It, it, the cheapest bus money can buy. It is how they're going <laughs> to tour the Chinese countryside.
1: <laughs> and so this next morning, when they're supposed to be leaving, Lizzie doesn't feel good at all. She kind of blames it on the hangover, and Charlotte starts to give her what you think is ibuprofen. And on the bus, she starts feeling terrible. I mean, she throws up all over the side of the bus, and that's when they're like, oh, she's puking up bugs. Gross. Then she has to go out on the side of the road and she's literally crapping her pants.
0: <laughs> that was like an intense scene too. It felt like something out of the Hurt Locker but instead of like uh, IEDs, it's it's like uh, shitting her pants on the bus Ex- or this not. Just explosive
1: diarrhea <laughs> I can't waiting. take
0: one more step. You have to. It was so, it was so fun. And so
1: they get her on the bus, more ibuprofen, yeah. more water and it's just not helping... And she starts losing her mind. She's, like, banging her head against the glass on this bus. And you really don't know what's going on. And so Charlotte and Lizzie get kicked off the bus. And that's when they're walking by, like, this little mountainside. And what do we see, Pat? Because it's gross.
0: So uh, Lizzie's, like, they're crawling in my arm. And and I, I don't know if we talked about it, too. When she puked up on the bus, we see that she puked up these little, like, maggot things yeah these little worms so like that's super gross like and freaky and so they get off the bus and she's like they're crawling in my arm and charlotte's like there's nothing there and she's like yes there is and then these like bugs start hatching penetrating the skin crawling out of her arm it's so
1: so gross
0: fucking Gross, and she's screaming and like begging for help. And she looks up at Charlotte and she, her new lover. and Charlotte has this meat cleaver in her That's hand. That's my
1: favorite part of one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. And Charlotte's like, you She know looks what at you her smiling, going, You know what you have to do, right?
0: <laughs> you know what you have to do, right? <laughs> And I love what happens in like this next five minutes because the the film's editing gets super aggressive. Um, We see her swing the the meat cleaver down on her hand, and then it like you hear a crunch cuts to black and then reverses it, like shows everything backwards. I don't know. It's it's cute. I like it, it's stylistic.
1: Yeah, it kind of shows how Charlotte is this little mastermind behind everything. Yep. Uh, she was uh fee- feeding Lizzie not ibuprofen pills, but her her mom's medication for her illness, which may cause that hallucinations. Can cause hallucinations, and it
0: causes extra hallucinations when you take them with alcohol. Which she was also encouraging her to drink in the morning.
1: Yeah, it's and then when she's at that you know sideshow shack, that sideshow like um, little market. You know, on the on the side street, she takes the cleaver from there and it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and so we get back to the States, Charlotte's missing a hand. Oh not Charlotte, but Lizzie's missing a hand. Um Charlotte's nowhere to be seen. And the Academy just won't take her back. hmm Like they're like, Lizzie, you can stay here for a couple days, but um no. You gotta I go home,
0: could- but you can't stay here, is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was closing time, for sure. If you got one
0: arm, you're no use to us anymore. Yeah, you're
1: one-armed cellist. And so um, Lizzie tracks down Charlotte. And this is... You texted me this today and it made me laugh so hard. Tracks her down, knocks her out, <laughs> brings her back to Boston. And what does she say at the gate?
0: She's at the... At the what's his name? Cat- Anton. Anton's like, we th- I thought we talked about this. And Lizzie's like uh he's like you don't have anything i want and they were, and she's like i do have something you want he's like what do you have he's like i brought the bitch <laughs> or something <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny uh, i have the bitch is the exact quote um and so yeah she's brought back uh brought back her former lover to to the master um which so
1: this is what this is what lauren said to me at this part Lauren goes, how have the police not been involved yet? And this is where it really starts to make sense.
0: Yeah. So how how do they reveal? Like she gets away, but Charlotte gets punched and then she gets knocked out and then she wakes up and she's in this red dress. And it's kind of, it's, it's going back through. And I, and in, in my head, Stevie, I was even like, you know what? Good for this movie for not making it about sexual violence. I, I thought for sure that's <laughs> where they were going. And literally. Yeah, we got there. Yeah. She's, uh, she's getting a whiplash yelled at, uh, by this guy. And then like she messes up again. And then we see a shot of him like naked or walking towards her. And then this is just yeah, a so- flashback to when she was a, a little girl. Uh,
1: yeah so the whole point is they mentioned this with that little girl from china when she got there was the only time you play in this room is when you're ready which i took it as i think you're old enough to be raped
0: yeah or like we have enough control over you so like this whole thing is about a playing
1: perfectly well
0: raping children yeah but yeah. but also that it's i mean that was a Pretty extreme fucking turn, dude. I'm not gonna lie. It's like
1: when he just shows up naked. Literally like
0: 30 minutes. This is only a 90 minute movie. Like 30 minutes ago, I thought it's just like a virus story, like a zombie type movie. I have no (laughs) idea what I'm watching, but like I don't know. We've had a couple of these like rape revenge stories. Like Revenge last year kind of reminded me a lot of Oh, I love Revenge. Yeah.
1: Great, great movie. But yeah, so it's like She's chained to the floor, and there's you know Anton the ringleader. Then I think one of the teachers' name like Theus, and I think uh, the other one is maybe like Joffrey, Jeffrey. I don't know, something like that. They're all in on the
0: raping. They're
1: all in on the raping, and the whole point is
0: including this. The dude's wife is also in. Yeah,
1: Paloma.
0: Yeah. Like, she knows Which, exactly what's happening.
1: You know, Keshia, also one of my favorite parts. But, so weird. So, the the whole gambit is, if you play perfectly, you're free to go. If you miss a note, if you miss a step, Anton seems so regrettably about it, but he's like, regrettably, I have to rape you. <laughs> and he also said, like, just like my father taught me and my grandfather before him. Eee. Yeah. Eey. Oh, like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty scary stuff going on there. And so. Well, and he also ties it into like God stuff,
0: too. He's like, Yeah. If you play the perfection or whatever. You come closer to God. Yeah, like, it, and specifically doing it in that room. Yeah, it's real. It, it's a sex cult. It's a sex cult that is raping children disguised as the most prestigious. Yeah, so that's the where that eighth note
1: comes from. That's how Charlotte got it, it's how Lizzie got it. It's how that little girl from China is going to get it. You know what I mean? Well, not anymore. Not anymore, thank goodness. But, so, you think, you know, Lizzie wants to kill Charlotte after taking her hand. There's some graphic language when she's talking about what she's going to do with her nub. (laughs)
0: Dude. (laughs) Dude.
1: Dude. But. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What the fuck?
1: Yeah, but, unfortunately... When Lizzie mate was making their drinks with her one arm, she was poisoning them. And so Joffrey and Theus just hit the floor.
0: Reminds me a lot of Phantom Thread, a lot of that kind of stuff going on. <laughs> people poisoning <laughs>
1: lovers and
0: very confusing. Yeah.
1: Very. But they make it up to the Lizzie and Charlotte make it to the top floor. And, you know, Anton's in his office, I imagine, getting ready to do what he's gonna do. <sighs> and um also, the Paloma comes walking in, and she just pees herself. <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, whoa, what's going on here? And then she hits the ground, and she has a knife in her back. Yeah. Bravo, bravo. But super intense fight goes on between Charlotte, Lizzie, and Anton. Scariest part of this whole movie is when Anton takes the knife and literally shreds Charlotte's arm.
0: Yeah, like, he literally oh. op- opens it up, like, you can see opens the inside. Opens it up, just cleavers it. You're like, you instantly kind of get flashbacks to what Lizzie had just done to her arm. You're like, well, yeah, we got two one-armed us now, <laughs> apparently. Like, there's no yeah. question if that arm's going to be saved. It's, it's gone, so.
1: They eventually subdue Anton. Cutscreen, creepiest part of this whole movie is Anton is now a nub. <laughs>
0: They've cut out his eyes. His like mouth looks sewn shut. Like all of his they limbs. They cut his
1: arms off. They cut up his legs off.
0: <sighs> it's fucking crazy.
1: And then you see the front stage where they used to play the perfection. The, you know where it's either play great or get raped. And uh, Lizzie is controlling the strings, and Charlotte is controlling controlling the bow, and it looks amazing.
0: And that's the end of the movie. I'm looking at so uh, Richard Shepard. Uh, was one of the writers, and he was also the director. And he he doesn't have a lot of credits. He he has uh, a couple episodes of Ugly Betty. Uh, he directed something in 1999 called Oxygen. Um, and something in 2005 called The Matador. And also he does a lot of TV work. But like that he is directed
1: 12 episodes of Girls. Oh, well,
0: that makes sense with the connection. Uh,
1: Allison Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah, it's it's. It's cool, like, comparing that to our first movie, Aladdin, you know what I mean? Like, Netflix is giving a space for something that's really fucking weird. It's out there, man. And it
1: is a gritty out there movie. You could never, if you
0: put this in theaters, it would make negative however much it costs to make.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it would make $47,000. Yeah. So, it,
0: it's cool that the the, the space exists, a 2019 movie, that, like, we can watch something like that. Uh So yeah, not bad.
1: So, what would you give it? Yes, no, maybe so.
0: Oh, definitely yes. Maybe, maybe a soft yes because there there are some kind of like budget things. Like all of the sets are like CGI style kind of sets. Did you notice that? Like it it definitely looks like a B movie, but it's it's got that charming.
1: That's the one uh, thing I liked about it is it just looked dirty. It's a
0: dirty. It that's a dirty.
1: Gritty, it's like a grindhouse. It's a. It's like a, a polished grindhouse movie.
0: Yeah, he, he's showing that he's able to. He's very capable at making a film like that. So yeah, yes for yes, just off, yes for me. Uh, again, I didn't love the fact that I thought it was going to not be about sexual violence for one for once <laughs> for one of these movies. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then it was. That's so that's probably my biggest complaint. But no, it's 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 a yes. How about, how about you?
1: Oh, I absolutely love this movie. I didn't love the sex cult part like you, but. Everything else from like the horror element to um, the music itself, the way the music was intertwined in the storytelling was mm-hmm. fascinating to watch. I think Richard Shepard is going to be a much larger director in the years to come. I hope so. So I will give this a hard yes. Nice. Yeah, this is my number two of the year so far.
0: Well, there you go. There's the two movies that are promised. Real quick, uh, you saw a Dog's Purpose. Uh-
1: Dude! The tears. Uh,
0: is it the most you've cried in a movie and how long?
1: Oh my goodness. I mean, like, this is like ugly snot <laughs> cried. I, I didn't even want to watch this movie. And then, like, we're over at my grandma's, you know, me and my wife we're over at my grandma's and the family were swimming at the pool. And my grandma threw that on. And it was just every 10 minutes was tear jerking. I mean, just, oh, I don't know if I could do a, a dog's journey. Is the dog dying? If they dying? kill us. Is that what happens every ten minutes? Oh, he's got so a, the whole point is. I've been working is, my way back. Blah, blah, blah. So there's a dog apparently has one soul through its lifetime.
0: I think it's reincarnated into other species of other
1: dog. other dogs. Okay. And d- different owners. He shames. Sometimes he has a great owner. Sometimes he has an owner that like like neglects him out in the cold for ten years. <laughs> jesus christ it's so sad and the way these dogs go you're just like no not again like these dogs are so cute from like golden retriever to german shepherd to corgi to um saint bernard they're just oh it's too much
0: yeah i'm not gonna watch that uh
1: no so i'll definitely be seeing a dog's journey and i'm bringing the tissues it was so sad well
0: i mean let me know how that is maybe we'll do a mini episode on it but i'm not gonna see that that movie uh not while Chubbs is alive anyway, but yeah, good episode, man. That was fun. Good to yeah, catch it up. was a lot of fun. Yeah, so what's coming out next? Oh, Treasure Planet dropped today. That was a cool episode. Um, and then what else with the nice guys and uh, some other stuff coming out?
1: Was Treasure Planet the last episode I was on with the boys?
0: Has it been that long?
1: I think that was the last time I was on spoilers.
0: Hashtag sad. I don't like that.
1: Well, I'll be back this week because we're doing...
0: Seven.
1: Oh, yay.
0: So look for that coming out in like three weeks. <laughs> Brett, pick. But
1: thank you for listening.
0: <laughs> Take it away, spoilerman. Spoiler man here. Our email is spoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That was spoilers. That was spoilers.